Chapter 33 of The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter 33. Dr. Juno's First Sharpshooting Sermon on Ministers and Doctors. Note. If the reader wants to fully understand the plot of this story, he must carefully peruse every discourse by Dr. Juno, or, when he arrives at the most interesting part of it, he cannot comprehend what made him the hero of our story. The following discourse was delivered in his own hall, to a crowded house, immediately after his pardon. This is not fiction. S.M.L. Beloved friends, we live in a progressive age. Everything around us moves and appears to keep pace with time, except the doctrines of our own bodily and spiritual functions. The true laws of life, or laws of soul, life and soul meaning the same thing, for he breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and he became a living soul, have not yet been reduced to a popular, practical, and scientific standpoint. Truly, the platform upon which mankind stands at present, in relation to human health and perfection of body and soul, is as far from being on an equality with the material arts and sciences as Satan is from attaining celestial glory, or as the honorable Judge Sanctiblower is from a follower of decent judgment. Thousands, nay millions, have speculated and theorized over these dogmas for more than three thousand years, and they are apparently no wiser or better now indeed if as wise and good as they were when they commenced ministers and doctors have been on a wild goose chase for fully seventeen hundred and fifty years having perverted the simple though scientific teachings and practices of jesus christ who healed both bodily and spiritual ills and that without drug medicines these teachings harmonized with the true physiology, or, in other words, the scientific doctrines of the laws of life. Before medicines were introduced as healing agencies, the cure of human ills was entrusted to the power of the inherent recuperative vital spark, or inner man, and the high priests, by recommending fasting and prayer, holy faith, cleanliness, ventilation bathing quietude exercise including the use of symbols charms beads etc to pacify the mind restored the sick with wonderful success as compared and contrasted with the methods of cure which are now so fashionable but destructive to body soul and comfort by our numerous blind leaders of blind who lead the millions into the broad road to hell. Very few were the wants, and fewer the diseases, that existed before medicines were introduced. 
but as soon as Paracelsus and others introduced mercury and a host of other medicinal nostrums, so soon did diseases increase in number, and the vital principle of life became vitiated. Also, the imaginary wants of the race multiplied, and it seems ever since man has lived by art instead of nature, has doctored by art, and he is trying to fly to heavenly glory on golden wings. It is to the sorrow and fate of our bodily constitutions that medicinal poisons that are non-usable by a natural healthy organism have been swallowed ever since, in this delusive hope that the healing power lies in the material agency instead of the inner man or nature. No wonder that the most eminent lights of the medical world have denounced the whole materia medica and the concomitant practices of their profession. The celebrated Dr. Rush said, As long as medicinal agencies increase in number, so long will diseases multiply. Sir Astley Cooper said, speaking of the medical profession as a whole, It is founded on conjecture and improved by murder. Dr. Frank said, Thousands are slaughtered in a quiet sick room. Long-established customs seem to make law, and hence the popular belief that medicines are really needed to assist nature in curing the ills flesh is heir to instead of being always poisonous, totally incompatible to and non-usable by nature. Although they may excite the inner life or nature, as a whip stimulates a horse, but to say that either the medicine or whip aids the life of man or horse is absurd. At the best, medicines only thwart the recuperative process of nature, galvanize or pickle the tissues, patch up the breach of the law of life, or at once burn out the vital spark. Beloved friends, having shown you plainly the error into which drug doctors have fallen, I will now open your eyes to the blasphemies and antinatural doctrines of the sectarian ministers, who advocate praying for everything they want, instead of learning and living out the fixed laws of God, and thereby letting their light shine in good works, by returning to truth and nature, and scientifically saving themselves and their children from the sins, diseases, and crimes that abound everywhere, notwithstanding their much-speaking, blind faith, and long, sanctimonious prayers. Jesus Christ says of such, They that think that they shall be heard for their much-speaking, and on numerous occasions commands us all not to pray as the hypocrites do, for they love to pray in the synagogues, that they may be seen of men, etc. We have therefore two kinds of institutions that are antichrist and antinatural, which causes also two kinds of poverty, both of which need immediate attention, if the human race is to be benefited, elevated, and Christianized. But I am sorry to be compelled to state that from the acts of doctors and preachers it appears the human species can continue to degenerate without any scientific voice crying aloud. Improve the blood of your species, as the farmer improves his stock of cattle, for the fixed laws of generation and regeneration are at hand. 
and the spirit of the immaculate son of man knocketh at the door of the heart but its hinges are rusted therefore it cannot open to let in the monitor of grace and power divine hence we have first poverty in health of body and soul which is produced by ignorant wilful or accidental violation of the fixed laws of life and secondly comes poverty in purse over which millions are made to moan and groan which is caused by unphysiological domestic habits such as expensive cookery mixing and mincing messes of animal food vegetables spices relishes condiments sugar in overdoses teas coffees and a host of other drugs too numerous to mention thereby producing more appetite than health would furnish hence eating and drinking thrice as much as nature requires truly each social gathering religious or secular must wind up with a feast and at every corner of the street in our boasted civilized and christianized cities we find several grog shops and as many eating-houses and each being filled with the most vicious qualities of ailment plainly showing that saint and sinner look upon the stomach as a receptacle to hold all sorts of hash trash poison and swill few of our clergy as well as saint and sinner miss laying in a good supply as often as an opportunity affords not because the body or soul needs it but to tickle a depraved appetite to get a little pleasure from swallowing thus they swallow the devil evil by piecemeal but withal claim a saintly name moreover the ladies have their dining-room cupboards well loaded with game rich cake and sundry other unhealthy dainties unfitted for the stomach of a hotentot and the poor stomach is made a laboratory for everything that is palatable to the gustatory propensities the consequence is depraved digestion which according to popular christianity and fashionable customs must be aided by wines tobacco spiritous liquors medicines lager ale and schnapps immediately following these unchristlike and unnatural domestic habits we find sickness ugliness peevishness irritability scrawniness flabby muscles morbid longings perverted judgments false ambitions spurious modesty malice debility disease bloodless cheeks etc which are in a measure remedied by expensive dress paddings laces braces paints powders rouges perfumes to overcome bad odors and the like to imitate nature but alas what is this make-up as compared with pristine beauty symmetrical contour of muscle rounded form elastic step the natural healthful rose-leaf blooming on the cheek coral lip and the soul enchanting eye with natural acute senses and a sound mind in a sound body these are settled truths may i ask with saint paul am i therefore become your energy because i tell you the truth good friends for uttering publishing 
and advocating such truths i have been sent to prison cast into a felon's cell to appease the appetites of scribes pharisees and hypocrites and will you stand by and allow these vipers and bloody conspirators in this age of science to persecute a man who knowing the truth dare maintain it in spite of ministers and doctors who neither comprehend nor care to learn or live out the fixed laws of god but who do their best to inveigle you into their highness sophistries and perfidious practices arise or be forever lost End of chapter 33